Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, proudly brought to you by gingerfoxcoffee.com. Gingerfoxcoffee.com is where you can find the latest blend that's out. I know the boys have been roasting away, so that coffee will be available soon for you. Big shout out, of course, to all the first responders who are putting their lives on the line during this COVID pandemic. Also to everyone who's liked and subscribed, uh, thanks very much for the support. We hope to bring you more great content right here on MMA Uncaged. But before we get started, time to introduce my co-hosts, Garrett Soldier Boy McClellan and Justin Biggie Smalls Ferrier. Gentlemen, uh, can we start off and just say Corey Sandhagen? <laughs> Boom. On the chin. Oh, my Lie goodness. Down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you might need walk your off. Walk off you. as well. Walk off it was a walk off. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even put his hands up. He just did the work. Wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't nice to see. Yeah, no, that it was wasn't it nice. was horrible. And Gary's gonna say he's gonna say, "Oh, Frankie Edgar's done," and I'm like, "He may be done, but he may have been done before this fight because he didn't. You can't you can't use this fight as like a benchmark. He didn't get to fight. He got caught. Like you can't. He didn't get beat down for two and a half rounds. You know what I mean? He got clipped and he got put to sleep." And I don't think that's a fair reflection of performance. Like, he got put away. And he got put away. He didn't oh, get, he didn't listen, get more. Listen, he, he, I mean, uh, those, those are the type of things that happen. It, you, you just can't, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, uh, you, you can't prepare for it. It's unscripted. It just happens. And, and those fights, uh, those type of things happen on a regular occasion in the sport. I mean, the, the reality is, one cracking strike like that to the jaw, and you're gonna go to sleep. Um, Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar is one of the toughest guys we know. He's one of the most humble guys out there. He's an incredible competitor. His skill level is of that that he stayed in the top five for the last ten years. A lot like Donald Cerrone, he's a guy that can, and he'll keep winning. He'll lose two, he'll come back, he'll win three, he'll lose one. But there's there's there, there's a time when you've got to start looking at it, going, how does my body recover? How does my body adapt? Can I keep taking those kind of blows? Let let me tell you something. That kind of knockout, 100% will have a lasting effect on him. He's not that young. The The UFC, I don't think necessarily will drop him for that. He may retire based on that. Because I think that that type of knockout makes a fighter think, hang on, maybe like lose momentum, eat pies and get fat to like make you think about it. I don't think from a... From a standpoint, the UFC will still give him a fight. They're not going to fire him based on that knockout. Yes, it's a highlight reel, whatever the case is. But that's going to make a fighter rethink his career. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's a big one. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he was saying at 39, he was targeting a third division uh, gold strap, right? Another, a third weight division. And he said at 39, he's like a fine wine. But surely now he's been reminded that this is still a young man's sport. And at the end of the day... Like the miles count at the end of the day. They build up, they build up, and eventually that chin is not what it used to be. Can I, can I, I can say one thing. I mean, I'm at that age, 39 years old now, and me spending a lot of time with the youngsters training and, um, uh, and getting in with the, with the younger guys that are performing at a high level. You, you can be as tough as you want. You can be as experienced as you want. You can have um, all the tricks in the in thing. You don't move as fast. 
You don't react as quick. You don't have the same response time as you do at 25 mm. when it's just firing like that. Pop, 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 pop. We take, we pick up things, we see things before, and that's the experience that we have. We pick up things before they happen. So it gives us an opportunity to evade, move away. We use that to our advantage. But in the gunfight, in the close, close reaction, when it's when it's just high speed and high pace, you don't see things as quick as what a youngster would. You don't. Your reaction time is not as quick as you're not as sharp. Your body, not, your, your 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 body, your body moves through experience, mm. and then it just moves through. Uh, a, 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 yeah. It's almost a prime. It's a primal instinct. It's, it's something that you, as a young man have there's lots of testosterone flowing through you you're just excited you just want to fight you you're not afraid of anything you're an older, older man at 39 you get in there you start to evaluate things better you're you're a lot more cautious you you use the experience to try and not get as hit as much because you know that you can't take the same kind of punishment you did at 25 i'll take a prime example if i took uh Boricino and how he got knocked out by uh, adesanya um, if I bought him at 35, it would be a different scenario. He wouldn't yeah. come back the same way. 25, he gets knocked out. That that fuel inside him is raging, and, and that testosterone is, is pumping it, his body, it, and he it, wants it, to it, kill. Yeah. Yeah, he wants you know, to kill. I've, been, I've got Etienne Ranick at my house, the madman, um, and he's... <laughs> I've, Yes, he's he's a Tasmanian devil. I mean, he's, he's got an incredible like, story. Was, we'll we'll chat to him another day. He's he got an incredible story. He, Just for those he, who don't know who Etienne Rennick is, uh, you know, there are people, believe it or not, who won't know who Etienne Rennick is. They're listening to us from the US or the UK, you'll soon find. But out. He should, he should be excellent. He's just to put it short, played professional rugby all over the world. He played like hundred games with the Lions, Saracens, whatever. He is a stroke survivor. He is current light heavyweight champion, amateur champion of the country. He was shot, he survived. He's had a stroke, he survived. Uh, hard to kill. Uh, and he was he was saying, like he trains quite a bit with breakfast, as you do as well. And he was just like, I mean, I look at I look at it and I look at his intensity. It's like it's hard to stop. He's all over the show. He's got so much energy. And I was like, does Drickers train as hard? He's like, my man, he puts me to shame. Wow. He goes three hours and then I then I wrestle with him. But um, yeah, listen, Gareth, I, you've been I, there. Must, you've been training with Trickers. I, I must chip in as well. I mean, I said the same thing as as uh, as what he said. Spending time with the, with a guy, Trickers. I mean, what is he now? 26, 27 years old. He just, he just, he's he's a beast of a human being. Physically, exceptionally, exceptionally strong. And I've 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 grappled and wrestled and with some of the strongest human beings all over the world. He just has this intensity about him. His his hunger, his passion, his desire to be more, and you can see it. And he has he has the ability to push that pace. Yeah. For me, I got on the mat with him, and I was I, I was kind of started to get overwhelmed by the fact that it was this intensity that I hadn't been around in a long time. I hadn't experienced it for a long time. And you think that you don't lose it, you do. It's not the same. You don't see it the same way. I mean, for me, that kind of thing to go now and compete at that intensity level, I've got to put in a mindset. I've got to wake up. I've got to be like, I'm going. Uh, that's just, it's embedded in him every day. He wakes up. It's not something he has to turn on. 
I have to now find the switch. I have to click yeah. it on, and I have to get into that moment now and be comfortable with fighting in, in, in a fighting environment. Yeah. The training session is – it almost becomes – it's a fight. It's, it's what would it, be in, it would be in the cage. It, you, you think that you can keep that intensity at that age. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, me, I'm sorry. It's impossible. Let me ask you this, Gareth. I mean, now that Drikas has had a taste of UFC – a taste of what's required. Yes, Perez was his first opponent. He's got past him. Do you think that's lit and even that, that fire even more in him? You know, push the intensity even further? A hundred percent, yes. I think that the one thing that, uh, that I did notice is, is the way that he carries himself. He's aura about himself and what he's, uh, what, his opinion of himself, which is... He believes that he can beat him. How do you beat someone like that? He believes it, and, and that's it's a, it's a remarkable <laughs> thing. Um, the other thing is, I, for me, and I'll be the first one to say this, because, you know, you always have a mindset of being a fighter, and you look at somebody, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I can, he's, he's uh, maybe not that good. And he's, he, it, this, that kid changed, changed my, my thought pattern about him. He has this, this desire to be the best, he has the work ethic to go with it. He has the intensity to go with it, and he has a skill level. I was very, I was very surprised at his skill level in terms of what a lot of what I combated him with was what was was experience. Mm. I used a lot of experience in thinking, you know, uh, mm. in myself things that I've that I've been through, what I've seen to overcome a lot of scenarios that we went through. But you start to add that experience to his to his uh, package. Along with his his unbelievable strength, his his cardio is, uh, is impeccable. I don't think I've actually seen something like that for a very long time. Um, I like him a lot to to a younger version of myself. Wow! But yeah, listen, he really really changed my mindset on him and. Uh, I, I didn't. I, th I thought he would do it well. I didn't know how far he could go, but I do believe that he's the type of guy that could. If he gets into the top ten, he could definitely make a run for the I, world title. I don't see him choosing fights. Like he's not. He won't sell it. They'll be like, no. "There's a lot here." They'll be like, "Cool." But isn't yeah. that may, maybe right. also a downfall, though? In a way. Yeah, I don't know how to it is. Yeah. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I, 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 yes and no. I think if you've got the confidence to go. If you get in there and you go, let's go, and you have that ability to back yourself, mm. I think that you can 100% go all the way to the top. How do you think the guys like Conor McGregor are all of a sudden at the top? How do you think they make well, it there on, on, these, on these short runs, yeah. these short, quick runs? Yes, they have these phenomenal skill sets. But if I look at the fighting world, there's not much in a skill set. No. There's not much between my skills that I have and what Drickus has. But what does Drickus have? He has this intensity. He has this self-belief. He has this want and he has this desire. That is really, I, I haven't seen in a South African fighter for a very, very, very long time. And the only other guy that I can kind of say that's in the same channel as him, that believes in himself in the same way, is Don Madge. Yeah. Don Madge is, has won two fights and he will win a third because he's, he, he trusts himself so much and he believes that he, no matter what the scenario in, He's going to get yeah. in there and he's going to pump you. There's you know? a opponent pulled out today. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. But now, we were, we were talking as we were, you know, setting up the show. In terms of these opponents, you know, Drikus and Don, they're getting, get, they're getting 
uh, put matched against tougher guys each time they make the step in the UFC. And yes, you want that, but sometimes it's just an opponent you're going to come across that has a bit of a question mark around their, their, their name because they're dangerous to you. Yeah, I think uh, as good as, like, I haven't ever trained with Tom, but just watching him, I mean, is is striking, is amazing. Obviously, his jits is, is good. I, I don't haven't rolled with him, so I can't say great. Uh, it was a concern fighting uh, the Russian dude. What was it, Chimaev? I can't remember. I could never pronounce the names. Um, but that was not an easy test. And when you've won twice, like, they're not going to give you a gimme in the third. Never. No. Not that he's better gimme, but there's a step up, I would imagine, together, they, that they say, right, okay, cool, you're done with this pool, now you're stepping up to the next level. Yeah, but I think he's deserving of it. I think he's deserving of that next level. No, I think he's... I think he's deserving of a guy that is gonna that is gonna is gonna if he puts puts the win next to his column is gonna galvanize his name in the UFC and take him to into that next stage of, of the career. He you've you've got to remember that we you don't know how long your 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 fight span is. You don't know how how much time you have. He could fight this fight and something could happen and he's gone. He could fight this fight and have three more. He could fight this fight and the UFC come and say, hey, you got to fight the number two guy in the world because mm. it's your turn. You know, you don't know how long your time is. You don't know what you've got. So every opportunity that comes to you, you've got to grab it. You've got to seize the opportunity and you've got to look at it and you go, I can do this. Yeah. That's the mentality. The thing about, about the rest of the world, the, 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 the Russians, the Americans, the top end fighters, they believe it's not because they're better. I mean, Don's jiu-jitsu is phenomenal. I've rolled Don. Don's uh, jiu-jitsu is he is very good on the floor. In fact, he's very underrated. Mm. He is very, very underrated on the floor. I don't think people know enough about his jiu-jitsu game to say that he's got a jiu-jitsu game at all. Yeah, let me tell you something. He is, he is very good on the floor. And I think he will shock a lot of people when it comes to those exchanges. But again, he's this guy that knows he's got this phenomenal jiu-jitsu. He's got a good wrestling base. Mm. Tie that in with a very, very good jiu-jitsu game. And now all of a sudden you go, I'm not scared to stand in front of you. We all know that he can bang. We all yeah. know that he has a, a list long of credentials in terms of stand-up. Why not utilize that? Back yourself. He must back himself. This is the thing. I, with the discussion with uh, uh, with Drickers, I said to him, Drickers, the only person that matters in this journey is you. Yeah. The only person that can go forward is you. You have all the support systems around you. You have a great team. You have the same as Don. He's got good backing. He's got good people around him. But it's about you. You yeah. need to take it by the horns and you need to go for it. And you know what? You've got to stare it in the face and you've got to put the gum guard in and you've got to say, let's go. That's the only way. I saw on social media uh, in, there was a post about they putting they want to put together Diego Sanchez versus Donald Cabo Cerrone. And... Don mentioned, he's like, Cabo won't fight me, but he'll fight this side. And I was like, that makes sense, because I don't need to see Diego's fight, Diego Sanchez fight again. I'm sorry. I, I think you, you've done great things. You and the Ultimate Fighter, one house, cool. You're well known. I do find that, I, I do think that, he, that, that he's got problems from... I, I would love to see Don Mage fight Cabo. I think it'd be great. That'd be awesome. Better, better fight than Diego Sanchez. Yeah, I think that these guys are these guys are coming to the end now. They're at the end of the tether. 
They can match him up against like opponents. I mean, it's the same as the uh, um, uh, the psycho versus um, oh, man uh, Matt Brown versus uh, yeah, Carlos yeah, Condit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's the same sort of environment. Mm. Um, but uh, look, we didn't expect Carlos Condit to perform the way that he did, and I sure as hell didn't expect him to look as good I as what he did. These, yeah, you these, did. These guys. <laughs> These guys have been in the front. They've been at the top for so long. Yeah. They've their name has been always been in the mix. It, did you see? The, on, did you see on the weekend that Clay Guida fought again? Yeah, did, he was. was it, yeah, was he 40, 40 years old or something like that? And looks manic. And he won. Yeah, he won. No, he looked he manic. Looked yeah. <laughs> he looked twenty. The way he performed, unbelievable. Body, attacking chokes all over the show. Still his hair everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, but I was like. like you're beating a guy that's meant to be you, and he and he bashed him. No, he bashed him. But but, but there's some there's some people that just get better with age, and most of us don't. Then you go to the next extreme at 40 years old, Alistair Overeem. Yeah. And he he got he he got pumped. Uh, he, 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 Volkov literally was standing there for and, and picking shots with three second intervals. That is that is. That in itself, like a referee, if a referee called it when 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 Overeem counted, I know it's a main event, not going to happen. It wouldn't have been a bad decision to say, right, you can't rank chairs. It's the same as standing back. If you wait to get teed off on, that's yeah. a problem. But can we at least, you know, Jason Herzog called it at the right time. You could see when he went down, it, he was past game over. Volkov was well, waiting for, for Herzog to finish, to say, I, stop I, it. I, uh, my opinion is the damage that you're going to see on guys like that in the next ten years is going to be ir- irreparable. That's a problem. Yeah. It, and 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 yes, we love fighting, and yes, we want to see all these guys fight. But the UFC has also got to take a stand in that. They must. They got to go. We got young, hungry talent who are phenomenal. They pulling off these incredible things. They fight at this unbelievable pace. I mean, the pace. If I look at myself five years ago. The pace that I set was unbelievable. And I look at that pace compared to now, it's worlds apart. Yeah. I, I would be slow. Yeah. I, would, I would have been slow in there. So you, we cannot understand how these guys are just, they're turning into these machines. These youngsters are just, they're getting faster, stronger. The, their, their coaching systems are better. The conditioning guys have now been conditioning for 10 years. So they know. They're not taking as much damage. They know how to make these guys into fine-tuned machines. And some guys and aren't even sparring. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. do heavy sparring. Oh, wow. What, Look what at Max Holloway. I read, I read the other day. Demont yeah. Penner wrote, Demont Penner wrote something which is very true. So in the beginning of your career, you have to you have to Learn how to take the punches. You've you, you got, you got to learn that, that it's not ballet. And you, and you have to take a hiding, essentially. Not, not an extreme hiding. And only once you've thrown 10,000 jabs. Like, let's use the analogy of, of, of McGregor. I mean, uh, Mayweather. Only once you've thrown ten or 20,000 jabs are you allowed to drop your head. Because you've done it the right way. There's a base that you work from. Yes, he's different. He does a shoulder or whatever. But he did it right in the beginning. That's the point. Like, you can't go and say, oh, I'm not going to spar. You have to do the sparring because your body, pain is the best teacher. Yeah, I'm not saying get brain damage, but in the beginning you've got to learn what, a punch is, what it can do to you, etc. 
And then later on in life, like if Gareth was preparing for a fight, let's say Bellator phoned him and said, right, come, let's fight. Gareth shouldn't be hard sparring. should be technically sparring. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. 100%. But don't, waste, don't waste it in the gym. But the funny thing is in the last fight, I didn't, I didn't actually spar at all. I did a lot of other work. And when I got in there, I felt unbelievable. I mean, it was it, uh, my, my, my movement, my timing, my range, everything was perfect. Yeah, sure, I got caught by a punch that obviously I didn't see and was unex- unexpected. Um, but I felt better going in there. My body didn't feel it. My, 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 my mind and, mm. and, and everything didn't feel that pain and punishment. Whereas I do believe in the beginning you have to understand. You need to understand what it's like to get beat up. If you don't know what yeah. it's like to get beat up, when you're getting beat up in there, you will quit. It's just a natural human instinct. So you have to understand what it's like to be beat up and fight through that. Yeah. But you spoke about the uh, damage these guys are doing. Justin, sorry to interrupt you. What okay. does the UFC do? Because we've seen the NFL take a huge step. They got into huge um, uh, hot water for, for the concussion tests, players um, with head injuries, trauma, that sort of thing, guys being paralyzed. How does the UFC take a step to this? I mean, they have the, they, their medical stuff behind the scenes and scans. I but think it's, it's a it's, little bit different being a combat sport where you sign up to get punched in the face. Like NFL, you sign up to get the ball over the end, the whatever, the end zone or the end. Let's yeah. call it the trial. I don't know this <laughs> but you sign up and the byproduct and what comes with it is the text. In fighting, you sign, I'm going to fight this person. Sure. I think that might be the legality. Yes, there has to be, I think it comes more from the commissions. It's got to be tighter on the referees. Yeah. Like, like you say, Herzog called it up. I wouldn't have argued with him if he called it on the second powering up. Like I wouldn't have if he had stopped it, it, it would have been that last finish. But I wouldn't have like from a technical perspective, I would have been okay. Yeah. So I, I I've, I've got an opinion on this. I think there should be a range of tests that are put together, light tests, speed tests, uh, visual tests, um, along with the brain scans and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That tested a fighter, and he has to have it once a year. Yeah. And if, if, if there's a drastic change in his performance within that thing, we sorry, you're on suspension. So like a fight medical, way, basically. The only way that you can come back from that is you do the test again. Mm. If you match the time, your previous times or better, then fine, cool. Then yeah. you're responding. Then you're back on it. But if you get a guy, look, let's take, for example, now uh, Frankie Edgar. Does a test, got these phenomenal results. Gets drilled like that, all of a sudden, goes to do his results and he's performing at 75% of what he was and now he still wants to fight. There's obviously some damage. What if you say for himself? Yeah. yeah. So, he's got this. He's cool. I watched him and there was a, I wish I could remember names. I'm terrible. Maybe I've been punched too many times. But there was, there was an NFL That is guy. debatable because there was a time, there was a time, a big J, when uh, you were one of the kids on the block. He took you shots. Irony. You know, <laughs> I've been hit over the head with a baseball bat by a friend of mine. He wasn't my friend then. He's my mate now. Wait. I can't. I can't you can't I divulge the story too much, but you took a baseball bat to the head. Baseball he bat. took a baseball bat to the head. I think he's even taken some bricks, um, a few other things. We can't wait for the Justin Ferrier autobiography to come he's out. He's involved in the MMA community. Uh, that I can say, and he's become a friend of mine, a good friend. 
and we actually broached it one day, and he was like, are we going to talk about that thing? And I was like, yeah, we kind of have to. He was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's cool. Don't worry. But yeah, <laughs> many, many, many years ago. And I wow. Know but yes, I, I agree. And, and go back to the Howard Stern thing. They, in, they were interviewing a guy who was anyway, a famous NFL guy, and he recognized in himself that he was regressing. And he went to, he did hyperbaric chamber sessions. Mm. And that was the only thing that brought him right. Wow. Now, I don't know well, if that's, that's, but you can yeah. afford that. Listen, so yeah. I, I, we've done, we've, I do have done, in my career, career, I've probably done thousands of thousands of hyperbaric um, sessions. And it's a massive change. It does. It recoups, what it regenerates. It, what does it do? So it pumps. So, so what it does is it floods the oxygen into the body, which speeds up the the healing process. Mm. Um, uh, more oxygen in the blood creates faster faster healing in all areas. I mean, I I remember um, who was it? Bartos. I think it was for Bartos. Was it Bartos? Fabinski. I think it was for Bartos. I ripped. I tore my ankle. I couldn't even walk. Within a week, I was uh, within a week. I was uh, able to walk on my ankle. Within two weeks, I was fighting. That's amazing. That's crazy, so man. That's crazy. The the repair is is, uh, is unbelievable. But what's the long term? Yes, these these quick repairs. And what is the long term? You know, I'm I, I'll be honest with you. I get up in the morning, and I tell you what. If I would be lying, if I said oh, I didn't feel it, I feel it in my hands. I feel it in my feet. I feel it in my knees, in my back. Uh, I'm I, my, I don't feel sorry for your hands. I don't feel sorry for your knees. I don't feel sorry for your my, elbows. My concern is the brain. Yeah. My jaw. My jaw goes into spasms at stages because it's been hit so much. You eat so much. And because you no. eat so much. Sorry. 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 All right. Thanks for oh, the thanks for the diet, by the way, uh, Gareth. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the diet. So I take back I my comment. I did give you what I told you what to do. Yeah. You did. You listen. I'm listening. I'm down. Have, I'm down. A kg. You done any of it? Yeah. Down a kg. Kg. Okay. Good. It's a baby good. steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. Um, so I want to ask you this, before, we, gonna, before we go into anything else. I just want to know is it, how long have we been? It. How long? How long have we been friends for? We've been friends since 1994, Gareth. 1994. That is what. 26 years. I'm waiting for the math here. <laughs> 26 years, Justin Pierre. And you come to freaking Johannesburg and you don't even come and say hello. Yeah. You are fired. You're fired. You're fired. Let's the, move on to the next question. It's uh, Joburg <laughs> South and it's actually, anyway. All right, let's move on to what promises to be a banger. Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns... Gilbert Burns. Oh my goodness. Gilbert For real. Gilbert Burns. For real. Gilbert Burns. Usman has no chance here. Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is going, is, mock my words, he's going to beat him. The problem is I agree with Gareth and that means it's gonna, we can, he's definitely going to lose. Yeah, I'm going to put money, <laughs> I'm going to put money on Usman now. <laughs> it's Let, due, like, I know it's the fifth defense or whatever. Yeah. If you look at Gilbert, there's something wrong with him. Like his eye goes skewed. When he wins, he screams and his eye like twitches. He's, he's fearless. He's young. He's hungry. He hits so hard. He's not scared to get hit. No, he can rest. He has unbelievable jujitsu. It's game on. It's the first guy 
that is going to stand in front of Kumar Usman and go, let's fight. And that's welterweight gold, hey, on the line, boys. You know, and, and Gilbert Burns, so, yeah, yeah and, and Usman have been teammates. They've moved apart. I mean, will there be some respect between the two guys? Or do you think this is, this is no love lost on Valentine's Day? Uh, I think there will be a certain level of, of, of respect shown. But I think when that thing closes, oh, get some. Wow. 17 one and a fight this weekend. There was a fight this weekend. Yeah. Ferreira versus Darius. Yes. And bro, I mean Darius shrugged all of the attacks off. But it's been a long time since I've seen jujitsu attacking off your back like that. Bro, he's the he's the Canadian French Canadian. Ferreira. Yeah, um, no, but Darius is a French Canadian. I think he's of he's Iranian from, descent or Jordanian descent, and yeah, yeah. he's. Right. But he lives in Canada. He's French. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a French Canadian. Yeah, that guy's jujitsu is phenomenal, phenomenal. But he, he, he was, he, he was doing like uh, he was wrestling. So, but he was obviously very situationally aware. But Ferreira, bro, was throwing up things. He had him in this crucifix. Uh, it, it, it was crazy stuff. There was Omoplata, Togoga Plata, attempt to Ombar attempt, all in the same transition. I'm like, that's making me tired. And then he still <laughs> went around. Boxing was good. And then Doris again complained. He was like, we shouldn't be fighting each other. Like, we both fought, fought the who's who. We should move up like side by side almost. He chirped the UFC. Uh, but he, Darius won that fight, correct? Yeah, 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 he won it. Third round. Yeah, it went to decision, yeah. One of the judges gave it to Ferreira, so I don't know if he... Yeah. I agree with a round yeah, but because not... of his boxing. And I would say the third, I think. Uh, again, I'll watch it and double-check that. Don't yeah. quote me. But I would say the third round. And remember, still fresh and this was a rematch that, you know, the first time they fought was 2014. This is a rematch now. So twice now, Darius has beaten him. So... Yeah, man, it was. He shrugged off. He, it was hip, incredible. So he just he just passed guard like it was nothing. Yet Ferreira scrambled to get back, and it was amazing. It was really like, and to, and they were at the same pace in round one as they were in round three. I even I think I even think that he's he's spent quite a bit of time at at, at Tristar that Dirish, as well. Is it? Yeah, it yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Could. Speaking of which, guys. Uh, there's a, you know, we have a WhatsApp group and there's so much banter that goes on there between Justin and Gareth and apart from the recipes they share. But um, GSP Khabib, uh, we've got to talk about Come it. on, GSP. We've got to talk oh, about it. I have to take the shame. Come on. Be- you never fight again. It looks yeah, like it's on the cards. I'll tell you, I've heard via the grapevine. From no, some backstory, you were messaging already. Listen, I went into my I went into my contact lists, and as far as what they concerned, the game is on, and I I truly believe it's gonna be it, it will live up to everything that thing that it is. We know he's tough. We know how fast he is. When he's mentally as a fighter, he's well prepared. He's trained. He's experienced. He's been in how many championship fights? He has all these things at his at his disposal. Yeah, he's not the same age. Doesn't really matter. The fact is that GSP has looked after his body and conditioned him himself in such a way that he can compete. At, he can compete at that level. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this one guy that I believe that can 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 match uh, Khabib with the wrestling game, and I, I, tying I, I, it I into believe, the jiu-jitsu. I believe GSP is a better fighter. 
I still don't think he can beat Khabib. I, I think it's interesting, in uh, my opinion. I think that there hasn't been a guy. There might be guys that can wrestle Khabib. Fair enough. Because they, they are. Uh, Dougie Stanley Wrestling, we know, is out of this world. But there's all guys that could potentially match him at wrestling. Great. He takes them down. It's the it's the top game. It's this it's what happens when he takes control that changes everybody. Mm. The wrestlers can compete and they can defend and they might reverse him and they, they might be the scramble and get up and wrestle again. But it's on the floor. GSP has the ground game to combat that. He has the most unbelievable jiu-jitsu game. People don't realize it. It was it's what it's what he used contra- to control many fighters. To get on top, his top game is just as strong. No one's ever seen uh, Khabib get put on his back. No. Let, me, let me throw this I in here. Just be has the shot and the takedown to take him down. So, so the only fight that will see Khabib return to the UFC, according to his coach, is the GSP fight. Uh, uh, Javier Mendez said it's the only fight, and he says. Khabib Nurmagomedov still hasn't hit his peak despite retirement. How do you feel about that? 100%. I can agree with that. I'd agree with that. He's young, I man. He's 35, 36 years old. 30. How old is Khabib? I don't think Khabib's uh, that old. I, I think he's, he's 30, I think 31, yeah. 32, roughly there. Yeah. He's still in the mix. He's still G- in his prime. GSP's, time. what, 55? Oh, stop <laughs> yourselves. Hold on, hold on. Stop yourselves. I'll call him. I'll call him right now and we'll just you can replay that to him. Oh, easy. 39 years old. 19 May 1981. He's a lot younger than I thought. No, he's 39 years old, yeah. He's 39 years old. Khabib 32. He's still a beast. If you think that he's not a beast, you have completely lost your mind. I just maybe for the time and yeah. and like you said, intensity. I'm putting that. The man sprinting in the snow at the moment in Montreal. Twenty six wins, two losses in his career. How does he lose to Matt Sarah? Come on. I mean, come yeah, on. but he was young. He was young. He was young. And what did he do? No, he, he came back and pumped him. Yeah, Matt, and Matt Hughes. Matt and Hughes. And, and Matt Sarah. To, to a great, and Matt Hughes. Matt yeah. Hughes was a great. Was, he was his awesome. nine-time champion. Matt Hughes, nine-time. UFC 50. The War of 04. It's 257, yeah. 238 events ago. No, I think Khabib's a, it's a, he's just too far. He's just, I think it's. Uh, I think, I think it, I think, I think he'll shock people in that fight. It, I really do. Make for a great story because then he will be the GOAT. I want to say oh, another well. thing. I want to say another thing. This Volkov fight versus Alistair Overeem. I know he smashed Overeem. Alistair Overeem did it for the money. He got paid. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he, froze. he did it for the money. <laughs> he did it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 never it's never flattering when it freezes on you. That phrase, he did it for the money. <laughs> Oh, hopefully we'll get Jay back and hopefully the, the internet. Yeah, I'm back. Are you back? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm like, get him back. I'm back. Get him for the money. Wait for, <laughs> wait for my opinion. It's important. He's not going to be steeper. I don't know what you're saying, Mama. back. You're lucky I'm not there. You said you're but handsome. I, I don't think Volkov can beat steeper. Not a chance. No ways. No ways. 
Come on, John Jones. Oh, oh we're going to start this again. He's got a fuck He's on your best. could potentially kill Stipe and then kill John Jones. There's one thing that there's one thing that you cannot dispute. There's one thing that no one in this world could ever dispute when it comes to Francis Ngane. If he hits you, he kills you. Yeah. You did. Snaps your head if off. He, if, if he cracks, if he cracks John Jones, John Jones will take a nap. That that goes down March 28th. Uh, we can look forward to that at UFC 260. Miocic Naganu. That's going to be a cracker. I mean, look at some... Amanda. Isn't Amanda fighting this weekend as well? Um, I think it's March 6th. Actually, hold on. Uh, where is that? March 6th. What is Blahovich and Blahovich and. Hold on, hold on. It's. It's, yeah, look, Blahovic, Adesanya, it's Nunez, Anderson, Pedayan against Aljamain Sterling. Uh, That's the one. That's the one. This weekend, what have we got? We've got Usman uh, Burns. Yeah, Usman Burns. And then the the one fight was cancelled because of COVID. Um, Who was that now? So you've got... Yeah, you've got Gastelum, Heinz, but on the prelims... On the prelims, Gasolim will be a good fight. Yeah, you got Jim Miller against Bobby Green. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Miller. And then, Miller. You, and then Rodolfo Vieira against Anthony Hernandez also should be interesting. What? Oh, yeah. problem is you guys like Calvin Gasolim. I think I still in my brain. I dig him. Listen, I'll I tell you what. I, what's wrong with him? I think I don't know. I, I just keep, somebody doesn't like I, I listen. I, I must say, I had one of uh, <laughs> I had an incredibly good I had an incredibly good experience you with him in in, in, yeah. in Brazil. No, no, no. Listen, hang on, hang on, hang on. He fought Vito Balfour on the same card that I fought Boracino with, and um, uh, the night before on the weight cutting night, we were upstairs at the pool, and he was with his team, and I spent a good hour and hour with, and a half talking to him with Gastelum. Good what guy. a really good guy, bro. Really humble, down to earth. They, and I'll tell you the story about this. So when I got to Brazil, they did everything that they possibly could to to make my life uh, difficult. And um, and now and I went into the, the the food lobby or the downstairs eating area, and I sat down at the table by myself to to order food, and they wouldn't serve me. They just ignored me. Wow. They walked past me. They left me. Um, and uh, Gaslam's coach, uh, um, uh, Rafael Cordera, uh, was watching what was going on, and he called me over, and he s- told me to come and sit with him, and I sat with him for breakfast. And he called the waiter over, and he was like, he spoke to them in Portuguese, and the, the waiter apologized, and then took my food order. And he said, Rafael yeah. Cordera said, we are yeah, at every morning at, I think, I think nice. it was 8.30 or, 8.30 or something, and he's like, you will eat breakfast with us every morning. Then when we went into the weigh-in section, we were in the back entrance. We had cut weight now. We were cutting weights and weighing. I'd cut weights. I'd made weights. I was sitting there. And Boricino came in. And there was obviously some commotion around him. And they were weighing him. And it was, ah. Oh, then he ran off. And then he came back. And then there was all this commotion. And then he left. And we still believe that he didn't make weight uh, when he was there. That works for that fight. He was too big. Exactly. He was he was way too big when he got in on on fight night 
that we actually believe that he didn't make the weight uh, and they kind of just pushed it. Well, I don't think he made the weight at all. And when I, my cornerman, who was a, it was a Brazilian, went to go and talk to them, they chased him away. Wow. Yeah, so you know, the commission in Brazil, eh? Yeah. So anyway, he was, he was, you could see that he was taking serious strain by cutting the weight and he was freaking out. And he started having a go at me in the, um, what do you call it? In the back, the back, it's in the back, backstage where. Yeah, like green room. Really, yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I still remember Calvin Gastelum telling him to shut up and move on because he was really, sitting yeah? next to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. new respect, new respect for, Ke- for Calvin <laughs> Gastelum. Definitely. Good guy. Very, very good guy. All right, so to wrap up with, can. Uh, can your mate, Kelvin, beat the Hurricane Ian Heinich? I think so. I, th- I think he's very underrated. I think he's the only guy that's pushed uh, Adesanya to the limit. Um, he, he's, a super, he's super tough. He's got exceptional striking. And he can wrestle. He was a wrestler. That's what he was. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, he, was a, he, won a, he was a tough winner. Yeah. Um, and just to wrap I'm up. Gonna to say, yeah? I'm going to have to agree with you. He told me such a nice story. Exactly. <laughs> we have to go with <laughs> But I, I'd, like to, I'd like to introduce a new thing when we end off the, the podcast. Uh, a moment of the, the week. Something that, that caught your eye. I mean, is it Corey Sandhagen hands down for that flying knee? Something else? Yeah, listen, I was super impressed by that knee. I, I really, that thing was just out of this world. Pop! Sleep, lie down. Good night. Um, I think I've got two. I think, I think, I think that knee... And the stoppage from Peter. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. All right, guys. What's your moment? Yes. My moments. You of, well, you are, my yeah. moments, I think, I yeah. agree. You took my Jason Herzog, but Corey Sanhagen yeah. gets mad respect for that. And he's a grumpy afterwards, huh? No, it was weird. I thought he, he was going like to... No. I, I, he was trying to decide if he should be a badass or not after that. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I think he was caught between uh, being a badass and yeah. a nerd, a fight nerd. But mad respect. Uh, I must say we must give a little shout out to the old buddy, Clay Greeter, for coming in and putting up his hand and putting on a performance. Big time. I mean, he, Michael Johnson's no, is, is no, is no clown. Not by a long way. was mad underdog, Clay Greeter. Yeah. He was set up to lose and then he didn't. He didn't get that email. Yeah, he's still got the old school rocker. <laughs> he probably doesn't even have email. <laughs> I just love when his brother slaps him. It's yeah. when his brother slaps him. He gets so pumped just to take those slaps before he goes in. It's no. unbelievable. Awesome. Guys, you've been a fountain of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. It's been an honor once again to, to chat MMA with you guys. Justin and Gareth, thank you so much. Like and subscribe. And uh, we will keep you updated with everything that's been happening in the world of MMA. So it's Usman against Burns this weekend. We've got a resounding backing for Burns. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you again next time. Let's go. 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 It's the world. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. You know that this right here forever. Now allow me to reintroduce myself They call me J-O-N to the easy E-N Know that we undefeated Y'all are beneath those pizzas Trying to air a grievance But his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance Call the tower, this is our credit He the air apparent, ah
Yeah, legacy, this is forever. Huh. All the more times I've been seven, I'm raising the boy, you can go ahead and mess up. Yeah. Think about time for a toast. Yeah. Time that we welcome to go. Yeah. Yo, we're just leaving it though. Yeah. Yeah. This right here forever. forever.